Are you or your kids feeling anxious, worried, upset, particularly about the war on Ukraine or maybe the residual issues from the pandemic? Are gas and food prices eating your lunch? How profitable is worry? Let's dig into these issues when we come back. Practical Prepping Podcast. We're helping everyday people become prepared for whatever emergencies come our way. Where gear is good, but knowledge is better because the more you know, the less you have to carry. We're your hosts, Mark and Krista Lawley. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. I want to dig a little deeper into a practical prepper's mindset in this world today. It seems like we're just inundated with issues and problems, anxieties worries, challenges. And, you know, we've all grown up with the phrase, life isn't fair and nobody's perfect and some of those things, but somehow yet we want to go through our day or through our week or even through our whole life wanting everything to be fair and everything to be perfect and beautiful. And then we get upset when that just doesn't happen. And we're starting to see this even in our kids. Some of the kids in the elementary schools, middle schools, high schools in this country, the teachers and the admins are reporting that the children are anxious. The children are upset. They're listening to the news and they're listening to social media, talking about the real and very overwhelming problems that do exist in this world. Absolutely. There's, there's got to be a problem for every person that lives. I mean, that's just the truth of it. So how do we deal with that? How do we, as preppers with our mindset and trying to take care of our own, how do we also address some of these challenges in the world where we do have very real and very overwhelming problems? Well, the first thing we need to consider is how do we respond? If we can't stop troubles from coming our way, we can certainly choose how we respond to them. In fact, that's an old phrase that my dad used to say years and years ago. He said, you know, honey, it's not what happens to you. It's how you respond to it. And more and more, I see that as complete wisdom. I think that part of the problem, especially with our kids, is that the media is just oversaturating them with what I call too much news. Now, I'm not dismissing or minimizing the war on Ukraine not minimizing the effects of the pandemic. I'm not minimizing the inflationary prices or the recession or those types of things. I am not minimizing those at all, but I am saying that we all have something we have to deal with. But if we're oversaturating our homes and our workplaces with the media constantly telling these stories and literally 24-7, 365, Like I said the other day, there are news channels that are devoted to news coverage every second of every minute of every hour of every day. And to fill that time, they've got to go out and find stories. They find a few good ones, but mostly the news that they share is bad news. Let's face it. That's the way it is. So sometimes we just need to turn off the TV and the radio and definitely turn off the devices and the social media. Sometimes you just have to disconnect. You've got to unplug. You can't take it on the way and at the levels that it's coming at you. 
And you've got to recognize and value the blessings and the good things that are in your life. You know, bad stuff comes in and sort of pushes all the good stuff off the table. Kind of like when a cat jumps on the table and they knock everything off. That's what bad stuff does. And troubles come in and they just want to take over. And you soon forget sometimes the blessings in your life or the things that are going right, the things that are going good, even the things that you are learning and being challenged by that you're achieving and accomplishing. Sometimes those things just go on the back burner or they get forgotten. So don't forget that. Maximize that. I was thinking uh, when I was doing some research for this particular podcast about the tragic effects that worry and anxiety have had on us as a people, as a society, as a nation. Dr. Friend was telling me that over half of the hospital beds in America today are being filled with people who have problems with worry and anxiety. And I'm glad that at least there's some medical help for them. I'm very grateful for that. And I realize that a lot of people do need help. And I'm grateful that they're asking for medical help. For so many people, what they're dealing with is a medical issue like clinical depression. You know, that is a real medical issue, and you do need to seek some help for that. But more and more, people are turning to endless therapy sessions or a never-ending litany of prescription writing. Um, a lot of doctors today, you know, will give people a, just a lot of medications and just say, if you're not feeling great, if you're worried or anxious, just take this pill. Okay, well, that might work for some, but that's not going to be the fix for everybody. An even more tragic outcome are the incidences of suicide and homicide that are taking place because people have become just overwhelmed to the point of losing all control because of their worry and their anxiety. So many times that is exactly what is at the bottom of a problem like that. Sometimes it can be the loss of a relationship, and that would even include perhaps the death of a loved one, or maybe a breakup, a divorce, or maybe even a sudden job loss. I've actually heard of people that have worked for a company for 45 years, and they show up to work on a Monday morning, and they're let go right then and there. Just boom. No warning. You know, that can take a toll. That's a big deal. That is an overwhelming issue. But you got to understand that things like this are going to happen. We don't like them. We don't want them, but they're going to happen. So we need to think about preparedness, preparedness mentally, because preparedness is a mindset. You've got to recognize what is and what is not in your control. You got to be able to establish is this something that I can affect for the good? Or is this happening to me and I simply have to respond in such a way? So you've got to recognize those things. Sometimes you even have to change your actual state, your state of mind, your state of physicality, maybe even your scenery. Sometimes you actually have to get away from whatever is causing the issue. Maybe exercise or give yourself some downtime. A lot of times Americans are the most overworked, Overplanned, overstructured people. We just don't make time for rest or leisure. And I'm going to tell you from experience that when you push yourself over the limit, your body will rise up and revolt against you and you'll get knocked down probably with fatigue or sickness. 
So leisure and rest is a very, very important part of your physical health. Don't ignore it. You know, you've got to also find your foundation. What do you rest on? What do you rely on? What or who? Maybe you're putting a lot of dependence on another person. And that that might be great. Maybe that other person is an incredibly reliable and and totally wonderful companion in your life. And you can really rest and rely on that person. But we can't ever guarantee that that person won't let you down or will always be there. So you may need to find a greater foundation. And this is where you may need to look deeper into your own faith, into what it is that makes you understand something bigger than you. You've got to be able to believe in someone. And for me, that's the Lord Jesus and Father God and also the Holy Spirit. Uh, I've never made a secret of the fact that I am a believer, and I've by no means am any type of a sainted, perfect person. I am a completely forgiven and loved child of God who fails God so many times, and yet His grace is awesome. And I think that is what keeps me grounded. And that's what keeps me more positive and more optimistic, despite whatever is going on in my world all around me. In the Proverbs chapter 23, there is a beginning of a verse that says, As a man thinks, so he is. Now, that's just wisdom from the Bible itself. And that's very true. If you really dig down, what you think about, you become. It can't really be separated. Your your mind and your body follow. And so if you fill your mind with worry and concern, anxiety, uncertainty, fear, anger, all of those negative things that can really grip you and can run rampant in your life, you're going to become the evidence of all of those things. And people will see that in you, and they'll hear that in your voice. Your children will pick up on it. Your co-workers will understand. And you will become the fear and the uncertainty and the anger and the worry that you're consumed with. And I don't believe you really want that for your life. In fact, I don't believe that's what you were created for, to be honest. I really don't. I think you've got a far greater purpose. And if you haven't already found a purpose in your life, And I'm not talking about a job or a relationship. I'm talking about what makes you who you are and why are you here to affect life in this world? That's purpose. Now, you may find evidences of your purpose in your jobs and your relationships and the things that you think about, the things that interest you. But your purpose as a human being has to be of a reason that is bigger than you. Because, shocker, your living here isn't all about you. In fact, psychologists will tell you that the most deeply unhappy people they ever meet and serve are those that are entirely fixated on themselves and themselves alone, to the exclusion of all other people. I mean, we're talking about somebody that is so self-absorbed, they don't even see it anymore. And that's dangerous. And that's actually not a very healthy purpose in life either. So think about your purpose and what makes you who you are. What brings you that spark? What brings you joy? What do you desire? What are you interested in? What do you think you have to offer? 
What's your contribution to this world? I'll tell you something you can do while you're looking for some of those purposes. You can make a practice of exhibiting kindness and grace and compassion. Some of the most amazing human beings that have ever walked this earth are those that experienced some of the most horrific tragedies known to man. There are people who survived concentration camps in World War II who emerged from those horrifying experiences to be some of the most beautiful souls, the most compassionate and gracious people. Despite the horrors they endured, they understood that this was happening to them. It's not that they deserved it, but it happened to them. And yet they were able to find something greater and something better. And through all of that, they could emerge as a whole and well and positive human being. That is incredible. Here's something that a lot of people are very surprised when I tell them this, because some folks have even asked me, and I'll get into this in a minute, about all the things that I've been through personally. How can I have a smile on my face? How can I have joy in my heart with the, some of the things that I've experienced? And I said, well, I said, I, I don't have any, you know, huge volumes of of wisdom to impart except for this one thing. And that is to thank the good Lord for every challenge and problem that has come your way. And they look at me like my uncles used to say, like a mule looking at a new gate. They look at me like, what do you mean being thankful for your problems? And I said, you know, when you practice what the old rhyme is, the attitude of gratitude toward everything that comes your way, when you begin to realize that you had a response to a a worry or an anxiety or something going on with your family or your children, and you thank the good Lord for that challenge. Because I believe that when God sees your heart open to the fact that you're thankful for the challenge and the problem that he walked through it with you, what that does is that shows you who you are in a way that no other way could have showed you. Until you have been broken, you don't know how it feels to be healed. Until you've been down, you don't know how great up is. So when you begin to understand that, let's say you lost your job, that's devastating. But there's a way that you can thank the good Lord for even the loss of your job, because it means that you'll have greater reliance on him, that your worry and anxiety has not changed the facts, and the facts are you've lost your job. But when you learn who you are, what you're capable of, and the doors that can now open for you that wouldn't have opened otherwise, you'll begin to realize what gratitude can do in your life, even when you're dealing with a problem. And when you begin to turn your mind and your heart over to gratitude for everything, it'll be astonishing what you'll begin to see happening in your life. What that means for you, you have yet to discover. And if you have a story to share along those lines, I'd love for you to email that to me because I love reading great stories. And you listeners have great stories. 
you need to accept the fact that problems and challenges are a very common thing. They're going to happen, and they're going to happen to you. They show enough has happened to me, and I've had to accept the fact that life isn't fair and nobody's perfect. So these challenges are going to come my way, and I've just got to realize that that's just a part of living life. It's the way that it is. You know, we parents, we try to teach our children about the dangers of the hot stove and looking both ways when you cross the street. If this was a perfect world, we wouldn't have to teach our children any of those things, right? But we do that because we know we're trying to protect them from the things we know can happen and know could hurt them. So that's why we as parents try to intervene and protect and help them learn how to cope when those things happen. It's no different nowadays. You know, something you've got to also accept is that you cannot solve every problem, even the ones that come just your way. This is what I like about prepping and preparedness. Preparedness is nothing more than solving a problem now that's going to occur in the future. And that's strictly what prepping is. And that's why we like to talk to you about the ways that you can prepare not only your physical needs and your emotional needs, but your mental health, your spiritual health, and the purpose that makes your life exciting. And prepping is just a part of our lives. Mark and I both enjoy doing that very much, and we very much enjoy this podcast, and we've enjoyed meeting you and hearing your stories, and you're teaching us some things, and that's very exciting to us as well. You know, we're just like you in that respect. We're kind of on this journey together. I'm learning from you, and you're learning from me, and we're just going to share that because you may have already solved a problem for me that I haven't had yet, and I can learn that from you, and that's exciting to me. That makes me feel like that's a that's just a small, tiny purpose of your life for me, and perhaps a small, tiny purpose of my life for you is this podcast that we're talking about right now. Who knows? We just never know what a word or a deed may mean to someone, and I think that we need to live the optimism and we need to live the positivity, particularly if we have a house full of children, because they really need to know that their mom or their dad, their grandparents, their caregiver, their aunt, their uncle, whomever it is that they are being cared for by, that person really needs to be solid and they need to show some strength and they need to understand that, yeah, they're human. They're going to fail. Sometimes sometimes there's a crack in the armor, but that's okay. That's okay. Just pick up and keep going. I really want to encourage you listeners because I don't think we really get enough encouragement much anymore. I know that a lot of people are well-meaning and they mean to encourage, but it seems like just take social media, for instance. There's precious little encouragement based on what I see compared to all of the harsh judgment and criticism and just downright meanness that can be on social media. I mean, it's really kind of revealed what a what a depraved group of people we can be sometimes. And so I think that we need to shut that noise down. We need to put that off and we need to just begin encouraging one another. And I'll tell you that a lot of worry and anxiety will disappear out of your life when you stop focusing on your own self and you reach out. Out of your lack, you can help others. And this will actually bless you. 
You know, there's an old phrase we used to tell each other as teachers. We'd say, hey, man, you got to fake it till you make it. And we all know what that means. It's just you got to put on the face and get in there and just go, despite whatever's going on. And there can actually be a lot of wisdom to that. Sometimes you don't have a choice. You got to go to work. You got to be a parent. You got to, you know, be in your life and be in your responsibilities when what you really want to do is run away screaming. And that's not practical at all. There's no there's no profit in that kind of action. So that's not the best choice you can have. You need to seek some peace. If you don't feel that peace in your heart and in your life, you need to seek it. I've learned something about peace. It won't knock you over the head and just drop out of the sky upon you. You have to look for it. You have to find it and discover it. You know, just like you, I have experienced a lot of challenges and sadnesses in my life. I've experienced the deaths of very close family members. I've been through a divorce. I have relocated nine different times in my life. And I know some of you can say, well, I've, I've relocated 19 times. Relocation is kind of a hard stress. It really is. And uh, people that have relocated a lot, you know what I'm talking about. I have lived as a single person all alone. I have had my job changed. I have had the the job that I was working change literally overnight. I have also, uh, because of an economic situation, I have lost a house, cars, all of my physical property. I've had times when I've had abject fear and complete uncertainty about my next move. What, what am I going to do now? I literally have sat in the middle of my empty floor and said, what am I going to do now? I've been there. I know exactly how that feels. Uh, And I've had a lot of other issues of things that either I have maybe had a part in causing or these things have happened to me. Either way, I've had to deal with them. But I still have found the joy in my life. I believe in the joy of life. I truly do. I really believe that life is joy. I didn't say happiness. Note the difference. Joy is is what I call an undercurrent. It's like a river that's always there. And it doesn't matter what's happening to that river. It's always flowing. Happiness is strictly dependent upon happenings, sporadic events, you know, brief moments of joy or or niceness. But joy itself can carry you through no matter what's going on on the surface. And I love the world that we're living in. As, as problem-filled and challenging as it is, there's still a lot of beauty. And there's a lot of comfort. And there's a lot of grace and awe in this world if you just stop and look at it and take it all in. And I've also found my purposes for being here. And I have found a number of purposes in my life. I don't believe that I have just one single purpose. I believe I have many purposes, large and small, and I want to experience them to the fullest. You know, the good Lord never promised me a life without trouble. He never did. But he did promise to go with me through all of the troubles that come my way. And this is why I take a lot of solace in prepping, believe it or not. Prepping makes me happy. Prepping brings me joy. Prepping takes fear, anxiety, and worry away from my life and replaces it with preparedness, calm, and peace. I think that's what we really want to maximize 
in our world. And I believe that if you expound upon the goodness of life and the grace, kindness, and compassion, you're going to find that these worries and anxieties and fears are going to, in some respects, become very, very, very distant and will not take a prominent place in your life. I think you can find an amazing amount of joy in yourself, and you'll find an even greater amount of joy when you get out of yourself and you reach out to other people and be a blessing to them. If you'll just try it once, you'll see what I'm talking about. You got to understand, troubling stuff happens. Stay emotionally prepared. And we'll see you next time. You can reach us on Facebook at Practical Prepping. You can email us at info at practicalprepping.info. And our website is practicalprepping.info. And remember, stuff happens. Stay prepared.